I can make you put your phone down. I can make you, I can make you, I can make you put your phone down. I can make you put your phone down. I can make you, I can make you, I can make you put your phone down. Make you put your phone down. Welcome back, welcome back, y'all, to another episode of the Simply King Podcast. I am Rodney Perry, and this is a good one. This is a good one. Today, we are talking about social media, something that we all know too well, something that we've known for quite some time and grew up with us. We all know it like it's, you know, like our little sister that get on our nerves, but we always got to have her around. And, um... I definitely wanted to bring in um, someone I felt that could add a great, you know, dialogue and a great perspective on the topic. Got a few questions I kind of was formulating and digging in my mind. And uh, but let me tell you before I even introduce her exactly why I wanted to talk about social media and specifically what I meant by it. Social media programming network is what I call this episode podcast, meaning that I feel that we all are connected in this way. And I, you know, do things, you know, autonomously all the time. You know, people are posting things, things go viral, all crazy. But I feel like we never really think about why or if this has any type of real true effect on us using social media at such a high frequency. This is what we're talking about today. Now, my guest is a friend of mine I've known for not. A, a small amount of time, but it's been a great small amount of time. Met through a mutual friend of ours, a great person, Janice Brewer, and um, connected us. And baby girl just got, graduated from Columbia University. And now she's still in school, y'all. <laughs> 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 uh, at, at Fordham, at Fordham um, studying law. So she's definitely, you know, a determined young woman who's out there getting some, some big, something really big. So, Sophia, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Rodney. Thank you for having me. And thank you for that introduction. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But I, I, thank you for, I thank you for giving me your time. But let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. Because a lot of things I've read, you know, and I about, you know, just the effects of social media, but I really want to know what you think. So the first question I have for you is, what have you seen as the effects of excessive social networking? It's interesting, Rodney, because there are, it is a double-edged sword, social media. Mm -hmm. On one side, people are very, it causes a lot of people to become narcissistic. You post something because you want other people to see that post and you want other people to like that post. Mm -hmm. You don't just post something because you think it's cool. You post it because you want other people to think it's cool. Exactly. And that, that affirmation when you get 100 likes on a post, when people get thousands of likes on a post, when people with less followers get 20 likes on a post, that affirmation makes you feel good about yourself and you think, I did something right because those other people like my post. So I'm doing something right. Even if that post is fabricated, even if that post has nothing to do with you, it affirms yourself for you. The first part of that is if you post something and no one likes it, then you feel like you did something wrong. Then you feel like you're not good enough. Mm. And you feel like, what post should I have put? What selfie should I have put up? so I could get those likes because this selfie wasn't good enough. And yeah. that can cause a lot of disconnectedness 
and problems within yourself because you're looking for this outside affirmation. Hmm. Yeah. Look at you. Look at you. I see. I see that degree's going to, you know, very well uses now, huh? But uh, yes, yes, yes. And I, I totally agree. I feel like it's so much of it can be an eternal thing. And I feel like you know it moves on to my next question. In the light of the, you know the, the Paris attacks not too long ago, I, I noticed a really really great surge in you know social media support. Hashtag pray for Paris. And it was interesting to me because uh, simultaneously, almost there's attacks in Kenya, attacks. You know, there's still some you know things to be dealt with when it comes to Syrian refugees and so many other tragic things that are going on in this world that I feel like mm-hmm. haven't gotten that same support. What is, what, is, what is your take on that? Why do you believe that didn't happen? Why do you think social media didn't get behind these other tragedies as well? And also things that go on right in America that never get noticed either. Right. Um, I think it's important to know how much power social media has. So Facebook has what, over a billion users worldwide, mm-hmm. if you put something on Facebook, it's going to reach the entire world instantly. And that's huge. That is so much power. Um, because to watch the news, you have to go and try to watch the news. You have to want to watch the news. But to be on Facebook, you're getting news whether you want it or not. Exactly. So what I find very interesting about Facebook is it shows us what people think is important. People think that the attack in Paris is more important than any attack in Nigeria, in Kenya, than any attack in Baghdad or in Syria. Paris is more important. And that's what social media told us with the hashtag Pray for Paris, with Facebook having a setting where you can tell your friends if you were safe when you were in here, with Facebook having a setting where you can change your profile picture to a French flag. That is the hierarchy of lives that matter to take a quote from a social media, a movement beginning in social media, Black Lives Matter. Paris taught us that Paris matters more than any other atrocity going on in the world because that atrocity happened in a Western white country. Very true. Very true. And I feel like to, to, you know, to piggyback off what you're saying about, you know, one thing that you mentioned um, last time we spoke and, you know, and mm-hmm. I asked you just to be a part of this. And one thing you said that was really interesting was that, you know, people are so they're acting like it's so um, absurd that these things have happened because you just don't expect yeah. that to happen in Paris. You don't. Ex- but you expect these things to happen in, you know, these black and brown countries for, you know, there forever to be some type of tyranny and people, you know, and famine and, you know, hunger and all these different things mm-hmm. and just violence as a whole, because with, you know, poverty is definitely going to come violence. And I find it interesting not only that, but it's things that go on on our own, you know, turf, on our own land within the United States that we really, really don't get behind in that way. You know, we may have some dialogue. We may actually battle or tell people why they shouldn't be behind a certain, you know, initiative. You know, people want to take down the Confederate flags and so on and so forth. And Black Lives Matters. Well, hold on. What about all lives? And this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Instead of in America, when it comes to American problems, it seems like we debate more about our issues instead of actually, you know, supporting and dealing with them. Why? Cause, but when it comes to Paris, it's kind of like you either have to, you know, support it or you're just a terrible person. You have no heart at all. 
And I find that very interesting, y'all. I don't know if y'all know if y'all see that, but y'all need to really wake up and look at that. And the last question, last question being, social media has created this, was created to really connect us. Friends, you know, connect with your old, you know, classmates, for older mm-hmm. folks, you know, in the older folks who, you know, 30 and up, connect with old classmates, my mom's generation, connect with old classmates. And, um... <laughs> And just keep on, you know, keep that connection going. And uh, but it seems as, you know, with excessive amounts of, you know, using these different things, you get more disconnected with reality. I feel like we live in this two, this duo reality now, where we, you know, have our real lives and our, you know, virtual lives. How, how do you believe? We can kind of re- rehabilitate ourselves back into the real world, and. um and allow that to be, I guess, a driving force because I feel that nowadays, especially, you know, younger generation are doing things for the sake of, you know, social media. Oh, man, they're going to love this on Instagram. Uh, man, I look good today. Let me post the Instagram picture, you know? Mm-hmm. And instead of, you know, for the sake of, you, you, you're, you're living your life so well, you forget to even do anything on social media because that's how much, I guess, life you're living and fun you have in real life. But I guess that you know that that's just how the world is. But tell me what you think. How how do how do you believe we can actually get back into you know the real world and actually focus on what we should focus on? I believe. Right. I think it's really important that we learn how to disconnect. Um, I think it's particularly an issue with our generation mm-hmm. and the generation right below us who really their whole life they have iPhones. And you mentioned earlier, we grew up with social media. It kind of started when we were younger and we watched it grow. We've grown with it. But this younger generation, that's all they know. All they know is social media. And it's at your fingertips. It's literally on your phone. On your phone, they're coming out with new technologies that's Google Glasses and technologies where Apple Watch, you don't even need a phone. It's instantaneous connection anywhere in the world essentially at this point. And it's easy to forget to disconnect. It's like you said, it is a dual reality. There is the real world. You're at a concert or a sports game, everyone's on their phone. You're at dinner, everyone's on their phone. Even the simple act of taking a picture, you're not even paying attention to what's happening. You're paying attention to your picture. And that has become the norm. I think that's problematic because it takes away from what's actually going on around you. You're no longer, your senses are no longer tuned into your physical surroundings. They're very tuned true. into your virtual surroundings. Mm. Very true. And very true. we have to learn as a, as a generation, we have to learn that it's okay to put your phone down. It's okay to not check Instagram for a couple of hours while you're hanging out or while you're at a concert or whatever you're doing you're not missing anything. And mm. there's this constant feeling of you're missing something because we are connected all the time. So if you don't check Instagram right now, you're missing something. We have to be able to take a step back and recognize not only are we not missing anything, but it will be there in two hours when we go check. It's okay. And there's that constant need for quote-unquote connection virtual connection and that's part of what makes social media so addictive 
Yes. And that's something that we have to work on as a generation, in my opinion, learning how to disconnect. Very true. Very well said as well. And just to just to really conclude, I feel that we all, you know, should definitely take word take these words that Sophia is saying to heart and really think about what we do. I feel that you don't always have to put your whole life on social media. I've always been disturbed by certain situations like, you know, when people put certain things about, you know, you know, pet deceased loved ones and different things like that because it was it was it did there was a time where you know things like that were very private um but now if we feel the need there's nothing when it comes to privacy privacy isn't uh, slowly you kind of drifting out of existence because we put everything we put our you know our thoughts you know our thoughts mm-hmm. our love lives our sexual lives um just uh, just anything that's on our conscience and just whatever we're going through am- amidst our lives when we're looking our worst when we're looking our best and I feel that we all should take a break and allow social media to be exactly what it's for, to just for for images, for your words, for, you know, your ideas. And it's also to connect with individuals who have similar ones. And that's it. It should be simply that, because I feel that now we've created this, you know, very, you know, politically correct generation who battle on social media, who are bullied on social media, and all these different things. And I feel like that's not really the world we should be living. And it's getting out of hand because we're just giving out our information. People are ever sending us ads and all these different situations. But that's the life we're going to live. And I feel that if you see, you know, effect, a very strong effect with social networking because you, you know, are extremely addicted to whatever social media you may be addicted to, or maybe all of them. Um, just let me know what you think. Um, you can definitely go to lifeisking.com and ask King, and just we can get that dialogue going on what you feel about social media. Um, I actually featured uh, Sophia on a blog I wrote uh, months ago, a few months ago, mm-hmm. called Unsociable Media, uh, just speaking on how this is a new wave of communication for us. Um, definitely check that out as well if you want to just know and hear more about what I had to say. But um, how how can they reach you, Sophia? What's your, uh, your Instagram? And this, this is I feel like this is funny that I'm saying this, but <laughs> but it, how can they reach you? How can they connect with you? Um, Absolutely. They can reach me on Instagram at Bad Girl Fifi. Bad Girl spelled normally C C F I F I. Oh yes, oh yes. That's okay. Very professional. That's my professional Instagram. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. And definitely, definitely, everyone, you can if you don't know now you know. So you can definitely subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. You can listen on the TuneIn Radio app as well, and follow me on SoundCloud. And any previous episodes that you may not see on either one of those platforms. Go to my website at lifeisking.com because they will all be there and uh, available to be downloaded. If you have any other questions, anything you wanted to say, if you felt like it's something we missed or didn't say, just hit me up. Hit me on hit me on Instagram at Kings Memoirs, Twitter, Tumblr, whatever you're at, just to connect <laughs> and um, and actually get this dialogue going so you can understand something that you feel like piqued your interest. Thank you guys for what. Thank you guys for listening. Excuse me. And I really do appreciate it uh, for everyone who's keep listening in. We're going to keep coming with some great, great topics. I'm going to be back next week with an even better one about basically the business of education. All this money that 
these higher education, the higher institutions of learning are making a, off of millions of people and have made off of millions of people and diving into those, uh, why that is and how, you know, I guess possibly, you know, fantasizing about a free education system in the future. So listen for that next week. Thank you all for listening. I love y'all.